Hello there, and welcome to the Grappling with God podcast, where we talk about grappling with our faith, family, and obviously, jujitsu. We are your hosts, Aaron Troby and Kurt Kroll. This is episode 11, and Kurt's over here falling asleep on my bed still. So we recorded episode 10 already. This is us recording episode 11, and we were kind of talking about in between about how Kurt is tired and yawning right now, and if he wanted to do another episode, he said yes. So we're going to try to keep this one a little shorter. This is actually, we're going to talk about our family, like a lot, a lot in this one. That was before you told me Matthew was taking a nap. No, he's now, fine, bro. Now I'm like, I don't want to take a nap. No, no naps for Kurt. Dude, you <laughs> You'll get into it. You'll get into know, it. You want to know what's weird? What? Is check this out. As kids, like, I hated nap time. Oh, yeah, I, I know. We hated I, it, right? I did everything I could not to take a nap in fact this is like a traumatic memory for me um my my dad was like he was one of those early to bed early to rise kind of people um so in the summertime the sun doesn't go down until like 8 8 30 uh and my bedtime was like 7 30 so i would be going to bed when the sun was still up yeah and my argument was, I, the sun's not asleep. Why should I be? Um, and I. What I would have done would be like, oh, okay, is that how it works? Okay, then you get up when the sun gets up too, which means you're gonna have to get up earlier. Well, he was up at four o'clock in the morning anyway. No, I know, but that's what I mean. Like that's what I would have told you. Like, oh, okay, you can go to bed when the well, you can go to sleep when the when the sun goes to sleep, but you also have to get up when the sun gets up. Yeah. That's what I would have made you do. <laughs> But I, I just, I, the, like, I don't know why that's memory that's stuck in my head. Yeah. It's like, I remember just battling them. Like, they'd put me in bed. I'd crawl out of bed and be like, I'm not going to sleep. The sun's not asleep. <laughs> but I, the sky's awake. So I'm awake. <laughs> Always quoting Disney movies here. Yeah. Do you even know what movie that is? I'm... Ah, oh, man. I know which one it is, but I can't think of it right now frozen uh, yeah 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 all right hey let me ask you something do you want, don't ask me if i want to build a snowman <laughs> no i'm not gonna ask you if you want to build a snowman do you though well there's no I mean, snow. If we had i know if we had some snow i mean i'd be down where or when rather did you first meet your wife so i get in trouble with okay. that because i always miss the year and she's like no you're thinking of your other girlfriend uh-oh Cause... yeah don't don't do that <laughs> um so i never had another girlfriend um i'm like there was never another girl like there was another girl i was interested in but it never went to anything but um that's because i'm a dude bro we so the first time we met uh, it was very much, you know, she was sitting at the lunch table with her other friend and uh, an acquaintance of mine. I wouldn't call us friends. In fact, I picked on him um, quite a lot. So Okay, so you met her in school? Yeah. Was it when we went to school? Or was it before or after? What year were you there? Oh, man. Uh... 2011, 2012? So 2011, 2012, we were already dating. Okay. I think our initial mm. meeting was in like 2000. No, I'm so sorry. I would actually say 11th grade year. Yeah, no, yeah, 2010, uh, 11, 12, somewhere around there. I think our initial meeting was in like 2009. Okay. Um, And I like walked up to her at this table and I was like, can I have your number? <laughs> and her response... Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> so let me get this straight. So you just straight up walked up to her and was just like, hey, can you get your number? Yeah, kind That's of. That's it? Yeah. Bro, I don't even have that kind of confidence. <laughs> um, but I did that with everybody. I did that with every chick, dude. Oh, like, okay. I had, I had people's numbers on my phones that were just like question mark. Because 
You just gave me your number and didn't put your name in there. I don't really know. You didn't ask for the name. You asked for the number. Well, yeah, because I'm just supposed to know who they were. And that was me in high school. Like, I didn't know people's names. I knew the people. Yeah. But I was just very, like, I was very fake and just be like, yo, what's up? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. Um, I didn't see you as that kind of guy, man. Like, did you, hey, can I get your number? <laughs> like, yeah. so, I could never, I, I never had the confidence to do that, man. Like that. I actually like, I'm giving you some mad props right now. Like that takes some guts. Like, but so her response was, I don't have a phone. <laughs> And then I was like, I know you have a phone. I know you at least have a house phone. And she was like, well, I don't know my number. Well, yeah, no one knows their house phone number. Um, I still remember mine from when I was a kid. So I was just like, okay, whatever. And I walked away. So you got no number? No number. Ah, oh, I thought it worked. I walked away very slowly. I bet, yeah. <laughs> oh, hold on. <laughs> um, which... Later, like, this this was very much later, like, a couple, I want to say about a month ago, and I said, worst pickup line ever, me walk in front of you, fall. I've fallen for you. <laughs> oh, my gosh. No. See, okay, here's what's making it. No, no, no. Here's what's I making it. Crutches. Yeah, for the, <laughs> well, I would hope if, the, if they've been listening to our podcast this long they know that you don't walk normal well but I, I would, I here's would what i find funny about that is i'm watching you play it out like while you're sitting on my bed like your head and your neck movements and your facial expressions they can't see all that that's what's making me laugh so hard yeah because i i can never just say something i have to like act it out i do too i feel uh, you i feel you but yeah i'm really bad at charades yeah yeah i know right because you just want to tell them you're just like come on <laughs> It's so simple. Yeah. So, how long have you guys been married? From from when you actually got married? Because uh, you had been, two marriages, right? Like you yeah, guys got married twice or something like that. Yeah. I'm of, talking about the first one though. It's kind of a weird story. You already um, told us. You told us, right? Or did you edit all that out? No, I think I told them. I don't know, dude. Eleven episodes was so long ago. Actually, it'd be like ten because mine was episode two. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just so long ago. Uh, we've been married, like, it'll be 10 years this April, which is, okay, just floors me. You've been married for almost 10 years? Yeah. And I'm 20, how old am I, 28? Why are you looking at me? It's you. you, It's you. Like, I've forgotten how old I am. I know you're not that much older than me. I think I'm two years older than you, which is weird. I'm going to be 27 here pretty soon. So I'm going to be 29. And okay. here in just a matter of weeks. Actually, what 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 day does this come out? Um, this episode. You said the one we just recorded will come out the seventh. So this will be the episode that comes out yeah. on the twenty third. Yeah, so the week. oh yeah, so five in five days will be my birthday well, when happy, this episode comes out. <laughs> happy birthday! We are you celebrating this family or are we celebrating? What do you mean, my birthday? Yeah, like on my birthday. Yeah. I would hope I'm celebrating it with my family. Well, I don't know. Maybe she got to work. Maybe you no, got to work. Mm-mm. No, because Halloween lands on Monday, right? Yeah, Halloween So my on birthday Monday. lands on a Friday. So yeah, I'll be at work, but I work my birthday all the time. We don't really do anything on my birthday. Like We'll so, go out to like, breakfast or something. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk to Johnny. And I think, I think we're going to have a, a treat for you. I don't think you're going to like it. But uh, I think I, you know what? I don't know if you're even gonna see Johnny by the time my birthday comes because he's about to. He's in the process of moving right now, so he's not gonna be at the gym as much, and you're already barely there. So you might see him, you might not. I don't know. Well, right now, I'm hoping that'll change. But I just found out my boss actually did what I wanted her to and gave me more hours. Congratulations. But then I looked at the schedule and I'm like, I don't want to work those days. <laughs> so you want more hours because you want more money, but you don't want to do the extra work. Yeah. All right. So then. what it was. The excuse. Is, Here comes the excuse. Um, <laughs> I, my hours have been cut for reasons that I explained last episode. Um, and... 
she had told me that like if i wanted to work like extra down in the ed like i would have to call the night before or like the day before i'm like that's crap yes um but then i saw all these open shifts on the, the schedule because i can pull up the schedule by department on my phone and i was just like let me just fill in all these blank days and see what happens but then she actually did it and now i'm like but you told me you couldn't do that mm-hmm. so now I'm well maybe at the time she couldn't do it but now she can't i don't know some you know how sometimes things will just you ever tell someone someone and then like in like within five minutes you're like oh wait i should have even told them that yeah yeah things happen um well hey man congratulations on more hours where do you stand on trying to get another job um, i know you were trying to do that for a while and you were jumping into that like pretty big so i passed that exam i told you about right okay um and then the one you called me all nervous about like, oh, yeah. they're gonna give me a test no i passed with like an, i passed in the 80th percentile which is like tier three which is kind of weird because it was like a b so you think it'd be like tier two but it's every like 10 percent, and i think i got like an 85 but anyways that put me on the list for both of the jobs with the county that i applied for but i haven't heard anything back okay um, and after like last week and me being so frustrated, um, I went and applied for other jobs, not necessarily jobs I want, but jobs I thought I could get, mm-hmm. um, which includes another hospital. Yeah. But, you know, I was just talking with, um, a buddy of mine. I just helped my cousin get a job and the guy I helped him get a job with, who's also, uh, brings his kids to jujitsu. He, um, he had asked me, you know, like, all right, you know, I'm just calling you about your cousin, you know, normal stuff. And one thing we had talked about was like, yeah, it just kind of sucks nowadays. Like to get a job, it's not even about how qualified you are for the job. It's about, do you know someone <laughs> that could get you a job? Because yeah. I have friends that have free, I have a, a, a lady that's a family friend of mine. She has her master's degree. Doesn't mean anything. They don't care. Like she's applied like in her specific field. I don't know what she does, but in her specific field, what she went to college for and got a master's degree in, she's trying to apply at jobs. They're not hiring her. They're hiring people that know someone. I know someone that works there that can put a good ear for me, uh, you know, put a good word in for me and can get me a job. Right. And that's kind of what I did for my cousin in a way. There was like 10 other candidates or five or something like that other candidates. And I already knew. Because it's my buddy. I teach his kid jujitsu. It's my cousin. He is a pretty good worker. And like it makes more sense. You know, like I got him a job. I ended up getting him a job. But what does that say about the other people? Were they actually qualified? Was it like, did my cousin get the job because he was most qualified? Or did he get the job because he knew me? And I knew someone and could put in a good word for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's the problem nowadays that we have is... It is not mo- who's most qualified. It's, you know, who's most popular. Who do you, who, who do you know? Yeah, who do you know? But even even that, like, I agree with you because that's how I got my current job. Mm-hmm. That's how I got my job. Because <laughs> I, well, yeah, I feel like your job. No, my, okay, sorry, my old job when I used to wash dishes at yeah. my, at, at Sterling Inn. Okay, that's how I got it. Because I was going to say, I, I think you're, you're kind of an outlier because, yes, you know, Johnny, um, because that's no, I went I, through schooling and yeah. did. I actually went to school to be a teacher and got a job to be a teacher in jujitsu. Like I went to school to do that, and then I got a job immediately. Yeah. Like, like that's why I did all that. I said when I got out of high school, I don't want to go back. I don't want to go back to school. I don't want to go to college. I didn't, but I did. I went to jujitsu college for like a few months. <laughs> um, but especially in the jujitsu community, like. I don't know if there's like a job board for like, hey, jujitsu school looking for instructor. Yeah. No, not normally. Like, I feel like you either have to start your own school or you have to know somebody who is looking for an instructor. 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 I don't know. I don't know. I don't have as much as like how I'm a teacher in jujitsu and everything. I don't have a whole lot of experience with how gyms run. 
and how they hire staff and how I always thought here's my, here's my perception growing up and then we'll get back to your family. Cause I know you're trying to take us off topic. Um, Kurt, as much as he likes talking about himself, he doesn't like talking about himself. Um, <laughs> but the way I looked at it growing up as a kid was like, okay, if you're a black belt in a martial art, like you're the top, you're top dog, like you're qualified to teach. That's just how I looked at it. Like, cause what do you, you know, when you see teachers, you see them wearing black belts. When we went through our teaching program, Henner and, you know, Henner is kind of one of the first that, that I know of in history that, you know, allows blue belts to open up a school and own it and run it themselves and like, and progress students underneath them as starting at, as low as a blue belt. That's like unheard of. That makes no sense. It's the second in most jujitsu in jujitsu. Traditionally, that's the second belt. It's white and then blue. So you're telling me you're allowed to teach as early as a blue belt. That's crazy, right? Well, when you go through the process we go through, it's not crazy. It's actually very good. It's really cool that a blue belt can open a school and do all that. Right. How does your, how does your wife, like, where does your wife stand with martial arts and learning how to defend herself? Because she always gives me the, I watch it, I can do it, because I watch it, I watch my kid do it, <laughs> like, I'll just beat you with the chunkla, kind of, I know she's joking around, <laughs> but, like, in all reality, though, like, does your wife actually understand, like, how important it is to learn how to defend yourself, and does she ever have, like, you know, like, is she ever, has she ever trained, will she ever train, like, that kind of stuff? Um, I want to say she understands it. Okay. And when we were at Cage Combat, okay, um, she did do the cardio kickboxing. Okay. Um, and jujitsu is something she doesn't want to do. I wish she did. Um, I feel like I feel like if the gym had a cardio kickboxing class, yeah, that'll never happen. She would be. Well, that I know of, that'll never happen. We have uh, Desiree Toppings, who teaches. Like she does personal training out of our unit four, out of our unit three. So, if she ever wants to do any t- like working out, she can do it with. Yeah, we um, have striking classes. I mean, we don't have cardio kickboxing, but we have striking classes. I don't know. I feel I love my wife, um, and I don't. I want to be very careful how I say the following words because she's she just her ears just went bling she's like say it Um, say it i think she i think she doesn't know what she wants right now okay i think she's comfortable with you know being the housewife okay and taking care of the kid and cores her whole world yeah like almost to the point where i don't even exist or at least <laughs> i feel like i don't exist okay which uh is a kind of a point for i don't want to say us but it's a point for me that's making me cause drama for us okay if that makes sense okay no it makes perfect sense um, at least to me them i don't know so i don't know if she'll ever get on the mat in any capacity i wish she would um in fact she's she's kind of stopped coming to classes um which makes it harder on me because you know i don't drive but that's not the only reason because i i can get there but i've noticed like even her just being there in the building like it makes me want to be there more mm. Does that... mm-hmm. no that makes sense um, unfortunately, so we have access being, um, in, in the, in the, I guess at the level that we're at, I don't know. I don't even know how to explain it. Basically, Johnny has access to a lot of stuff that the like normal public doesn't get access to. And so he gets to, he's even posted some of them sometimes. Like he shows us the numbers on like attacks and bad things that happen up here. Like, mm-hmm. For a while there, there was a, a drop-off point where people were, like, uh, abducting people and taking them to this drop-off point to, you know, to get rid of, like, to go sell them or get rid of them or whatever, whatever it was. And they got busted. It was just up here. It was just up here in the high desert. There was people being taken, stole, like, taken away from their families and sold or whatever, whatever, whatever it is, you know, human trafficking. And uh, that's going on up here. 
but we don't know about that as like as the normal public we don't know about a lot of stuff that happens up here we just know that what we see on the news we know that what we see on the internet we know what people tell us right which but there's like just in this area alone where i live like it doesn't look that bad where i live and it's not it's the area around me that's not good but if you look at if we go on like the little page that he that he has access to and look at all like the attacks and where they are like there was a robbery here. There was a murder here. There was a theft here, whatever. Like, if you look at all of it, it just pings. Like, you can almost not even see the high desert on the map because there's just so many pings of just crimes that, have, that happened up here that we don't know about. And that's almost everywhere. And that's unfortunately... Not, that's not even just the high desert. Well, here's the thing. Victorville is ranked... Uh, I don't know what it is now. This was a few years ago I got these numbers, but Victorville is ranked number nine, the ninth most dangerous city to live in in all of California. And we're in Apple Valley. That's literally right next door. <laughs> um, and a lot of our, some, most of our students, I mean, yeah, we have people that live in Apple Valley, but we have people that come from Victorville, come from Barstow, come from wherever, feeling wherever. And uh, so we, you know, we get all of them. And um, for us to have a place up here that's that's safe like that, where like, it's a safe haven for people. Unfortunately, it, one in five women will be attacked some point in their lifetime. Those yeah. are not good odds. Like, there's a very good chance your wife could be attacked while she's with your daughter or while you're with her, whatever, right? Like, there's a very good chance that that could happen. And the, it won't happen to me or the, I have a gun, I have a knife, I have pepper spray. That is all possibility. Those are what ifs. Like, what if your gun jams? What if you, your knife breaks, pulling it out? What if your pepper spray, what if you, yeah, what if you left it at home? What, there's a lot of like, what is, here's the thing though, ultimately, whatever you're, whatever it comes down to is you're relying on an inanimate, an inanimate object to save your life. Yeah. But if you train your brain, your body, your instincts, every, like you train yourself to be the weapon, all of those things are just, are extra, right? Like I know jujitsu and I have a gun. I know jujitsu and I have a knife. I know jujitsu and I know how to hit your pressure points or hit you in the groin or whatever, right? I can hit you in the groin and get you to stop me. But here's the thing. If that doesn't work, what do I do? Oh, I don't know because that's all I've ever practiced. Okay, I we've practiced the groin strike being the last thing you do, not the very first thing you do, right? When we teach how to choke someone, when do we apply the strength? at the very, very end of the move. If you start squeezing your arms as tight as you can while you're tightening the rope around their neck, You'll get too you're going to burn your arms out. And that's, that's why a lot of, so people that are listening, if people are getting out of your chokes very easily, that's what they're, that's probably one of the reasons is you're activating your strength way too soon. You're squeezing before you've even locked everything up and solidified the position. So when your wife hears this, like this is all like legit stuff. I, I want your wife to train. I know you want your wife to train, but we also want our loved ones to train for the right reasons. And we want them to train in a healthy way. You don't want your wife going to jujitsu to train because you're going to be mad at her when she gets home and she doesn't. That's not fair to her. No. You know what I mean? And I don't hold that against her. Yeah. I just, uh, so one of the things that I struggle with in our relationship is I don't feel like we have all that much in common. Like we don't have shared activities okay. that we do um, outside of watching our shows and just spending general time together. Well, yeah, you guys aren't the same person. Yeah, like there might like you might like Dragon Ball Z. She might not. You know, you might like something, or she might like something that you don't like. So what does that mean? Does that mean that you guys shouldn't be together, that you shouldn't be married? Personally, I think that what's what makes you more perfect is the parts of you that are missing or that don't fit, she should be able to fill. Opposites and and vague, yeah, and 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 the and vice versa, right? Like she like, okay, for example, my wife Cynthia doesn't like Dragon Ball Z. She didn't not okay, it's not that she doesn't like it. She didn't grow up watching Dragon Ball Z. So when we watch it, she'll watch it, she'll laugh, she'll enjoy it, and she'll try to understand it because she knows that I like it. But she could care less if we're watching Dragon Ball Z. Like, if I don't ever turn Dragon Ball Z on ever again, she doesn't care. She won't care. Same thing with Star Wars. When we got together, she's not a Star Wars geek like I am. But now that we've been together for as long as we have, and it's not even me forcing it on her, it's her taking it upon herself to want to 
experience and connect with me more, right? And I think that's that's what we should do as spouses is we we should do that for each other. Like if you don't like what your husband's doing, like if you don't like that your husband's playing video games or you don't like that your husband's in the garage all the time or you don't like that your wife hangs out with her girls, her girlfriends too much or you don't like that your wife spends a like like you, at some point you feel like your wife spends more time with your daughter or gives her more attention than she does to you. Welcome to having a kid. That's unfortunate. Well, not, I wouldn't even want to say, unfortunately, fortunately, those are sacrifices you can make for Cora. Cora. And that's, those are sacrifices I can make for Matthew. No. And it's, I'm not saying it's a bad thing, right? Mm -hmm. Because I'm not saying, you know, don't pay attention to my kid and, you know, or our kid. And let them play with knives while, you know, you and I do our thing, whatever we're going to do. It's just, it's hard for us and for yeah, me. It's called balance. <laughs> By the way, that's like episode number three. I know. No, was it? Was it episode three? Yeah. No, it wasn't. No, it was episode four. No, yeah, it was like it was episode, episode four, four or five, bro. That No, that wasn't three. Three was where we combined everything. Yeah. But, well, and then what we're, we're, what we're talking about this could be resonating with someone like to us. We're like, Oh yeah, this doesn't really like apply to us, but this could be resonating with someone listening. You know what I mean? Like if you don't, so, okay. Kind of going back to what I was saying, if you don't like that, your husband is playing video games more than he's spending time with you, then do something about it. Well, I do. He doesn't listen. Okay. But okay. Then that, then the court, then the ball's in his court at that point. And then you guys got to deal with that. But here's the thing. There's been plenty of times Cynthia sat down and starts asking me questions about like what I'm playing. Like I'll be playing uh, Fallout. I'll be playing Fallout. She's like, who's that guy? What is that? What is it? And, and to the point where I'm like, okay, please stop asking questions because there is way too much I need to explain to you for you to understand. Just, <laughs> just, just know that I got to kill that guy. Okay. Just know that. And so, but she, she spends the time to try to understand. Yeah. Right. I do the same in a sense, not nearly as much because I'm not here as much. Uh, and I would say that's an excuse. Um, when I do have free time, I, I can do that. And that's something I'm going to start working on talking about this right now is I'm going to start trying to do more of her things. I'm going to try to do, like, hey, what do you want to do today? Like she had a whole day planned out yesterday. Um you guys are hearing this weeks later, but yesterday my wife um, had a whole day planned out when I got home from church and we went out and had a whole nice little family day. We had lunch. We went to a museum and just hung out and just had family time, you know, and it See, wasn't that like imagine what kind of wrench would have been thrown in. If you would have come home from church and been like, hey, I'm That's to something church. I need to work on. Kurt at the gym. Yeah. I didn't even think to check with my wife first. Hey, do we have any plans today? Because I just automatically assumed we didn't because we normally don't. We go to church and then maybe we go to like a birthday party afterwards. If yeah. we have something to do. If we don't, then we just go home or we go and, and hike I or spend time outside, whatever it is. But like. You know, like that's that that it's good that we spent we spent that time and and that's something I should work on on myself is to hey check with the wife first, Kurt. You know, maybe communicate a little bit more. And I don't know because I don't know the situation, but maybe communicate maybe communicate it differently. I don't know. You know. Yeah. So one of my biggest issues is not necessarily the fact that I don't communicate. Okay. But the way. I communicate. Okay, so we don't communicate the best. So it's not that communication is the problem. It's the way we communicate or the way you're communicating is what's wrong. Yeah. And so I'm saying we because I, I feel that I jump into that category as well. So it's like I have – so before jiu-jitsu, uh, there was Magic the Gathering. <laughs> and that was taking up a lot of my time because it was like every Friday night. And it was actually taking up a lot of our finances too. It yeah, was, those it, things are expensive, kind of bro. A very expensive hobby. Yeah. Because as new card comes, as new cards come out, old cards don't become legal anymore, or they just become so terrible that you um, don't even use them. Yeah. That you don't even use them. Sometimes you throw out all your cards um, just because they're all so terrible. 
Um, See, just hearing that, that already makes me never want to play Magic the Gathering. Because then, what, here's, what that, here's what I'm hearing. There's never a way to catch up. So, there is a way to catch up. Okay. It's called uh, non-rotating formats. Okay. But it was very much like, hey, I, I want you to do this with me. Like, I want you... I want, I want versus, you know, will you? I don't want to get too much into that, though, because this is not the... Uh, Magic to Gathering episode? Magic to Gathering <laughs> with God podcast. <laughs> um, but, um, you know, so I think the issue is, is like, in the past, it's been, I want you to do this. I want you to learn how to play magic so that we have something we, you can go with me on Friday nights. We can spend all this money together mm -hmm. and I have excuses to buy boxes and boxes and boxes of cards. Um, but not, Hey, do you want to? And like, she's, we've taken steps. Like she learned how to play Pokemon mm -hmm. um, because she thought Pokemon would be easier than magic, which it is. Um, but oh, you taught her how to actually play Pokemon cards. Yeah. Oh, I thought Pokemon you meant like cards. like Pokemon, like the game. No, like, like we games. bought <laughs> we bought intro Pokemon cards and we bought intro Magic cards. And I just had a conversation with her last night, and I'm like, hey, you know, we we're playing Yahtzee with Coraline to get her to you know recognize numbers and add up the dice and do math. And I said, hey. Would you be willing to revisit the magic thing once she starts to learn how to read a little bit better? Because that's all magic is, is like reading the math. Like, you got to read. Already don't want to play that game. And you got to do math. You got to read and you got to do math? No, thank you. <laughs> I mean, you got to read the cards to know what they do. So either well, way. Well, yeah, no, I get that. Either way, you're going to have math to read. Too? But, some, you know, depending on how And you strategize, do. right? Yeah, you gotta strategize. De depending on how you play, you gotta do math. Um, like uh, my favorite archetype is called burn. So basically, I'm just hitting you in the face with stuff um, and doing damage to your face. So basically, what you do when you're in jujitsu, <laughs> just, just instead of you throwing fire, it's it's your shoulder or your forearm or your yeah. elbow. <laughs> um, but I digress. Uh, so we have, we have started to kind of explore things that we want to do together, like picking something that neither of us have any clue what to do mm. and learning it together. Um, so really weird thing, like a couple of weeks ago, we went and got a Costco card. Uh, like now we're real adults because we have a Costco card, uh, and I don't like going shopping. And she thought I did. Like we always go shopping together, and she was like, "I thought you liked going with me." And I was like, "I do, but I don't because you know I just want to get in and out." But at Costco, it was like I just like walking around Costco. Mm -hmm. It's probably because, you know, as you're walking around Costco, you find these little magical carts that if you approach them, they will give you food. <laughs> That's true. A little free samples. Yeah. Hey, you know what sucks, though? Going to Costco and them having free samples, but you're cutting weight for a fight, so you can't eat anything. <laughs> I've had that happen. Cynthia was eating... I don't know what kind of soup it was, but it was soup I could not have, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I want the soup so bad. You know, it's interesting you bring that up, too, because they had, like, a sample for, like, a, a protein bar. And, like, they, they marketed it as healthy, and it was only three ingredients. And I was like, yeah, it doesn't actually taste terrible. Um, but then I pulled it off the shelf and looked at the back of the box and I looked at the, you know, the breakdown, you know, calories, macros, and I was like, not really healthy. Mm -hmm. Like 14 grams of added sugar. Yeah. And you're telling me that the only sugar in there is the honey, but yet 14 grams of added sugar. Yeah. Because, you know, you know, on the box that's separate. And I'm I've never been good at counting macros 
and micros or calories. I'm just like, somebody do that for me and tell me what to eat, mm-hmm. which is, I need to talk. To it's them. actually counting macros is actually very, very good. It's actually very easy too. Yeah. So it's just like anything, man. When you learn the basics, that's it. That's all you need. You just learn the basics and then you just apply it in in, in more advanced ways, right? So, okay. So when I eat a bowl of oatmeal, I'm I'm to the point with certain foods, not all foods. Um, certain foods like oatmeal, I already know what's in it without weighing it. Like I could put oatmeal in a bowl. I could probably guesstimate how much is actually in the bowl, like how much it weighs. Mm -hmm. And then based off knowing how much it weighs, I can give you a pretty good idea of how many grams of protein, how many grams of carbs, how many grams of fat are in it, right? And where I start losing it is when I start adding stuff because I don't like oatmeal. I hate oatmeal, but I force myself to eat it because it's good for me. (laughs) Um, But then I'll put stuff on it that still keeps it healthy but makes it taste good. Blueberries, honey, protein powder, uh, I, used to I mean, I because I've seen people make oatmeal and then they throw sh- brown sugar and then all this crap and it's like you just you just made it unhealthy right there. No, that's dessert. Yeah. So. So what I like to do with oatmeal, or what I did like to do with oatmeal anyway, is half a banana and a fat scoop of peanut butter. Okay. Now that peanut butter is kind of pushing it. Okay. Because all that extra crap in the peanut butter. Yeah, almond butter would be better for you. But um, yeah. Depending so, on allergies, I think. I like to throw that big old scoop of peanut butter in there with the banana and mash it up. And so, so the point I'm trying to make is because you're taking you're taking me off again. I'm not trying to talk about macros. I'm just showing. I'm just trying to make an example. Um, I'm to that point where I can put oatmeal in a bowl and figure that out, right? I'm not to the point where I can put the honey and the blueberries and whatever on it and then still know. I, I that I have to weigh out and. After a while, just like in jujitsu, man, you know when you have a certain move just because you feel it. Like you just – I've been here so many times. I've done this so many times. I've felt this same feeling so many times. I know what to do from here without even thinking about it. Like you don't think about breathing. You just breathe. What do you have to say about it? I mean have you ever like actively stopped to try and think about your breath and like breathing? Yes. Uh, They did that. Like for me, that even the thought of that is hard. Um, what focusing on breathing? Yeah, like you ever you ever been on the bottom of neon belly with one of your li- uh, lungs not working right and the other one having to try to do all the work? I've been on you with your knee on my belly, like intentionally, like in my lung almost, which wouldn't actually be in my lung because you know different parts of the body, but whatever. Yeah, it sucks. But you start focusing on breathing, huh? But that in itself just takes energy. Mm-hmm. It's, it's incredibly difficult to sit there and let me think about my breathing. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's the kind of... <laughs> oh, I told you to silence your phone. I, I did it. But um, Curtis and his Ron... What is it? Ron's Gone Wrong yeah. ringtone. <laughs> that's a great movie, by the way. That movie is horrible. I don't think they ever should have made that movie for kids ever. It's not for kids. It's supposed to be. It's not. It shouldn't be for anyone. That movie shouldn't exist. What? I'm just messing with you. I like disagreeing with Kurt. No, actually, it was a pretty good movie. Where is the dude? But anyway, yes. Mute your phone, please. (laughs) When we like actively think about breathing, it becomes so much more difficult. But I think that's the kind of thought we need to have when it comes to our our families our faith uh our jujitsu you know we need to actively think about it and how it's how we can make it better how it's impacting us in other areas of our lives um but we want to get to the point where we can do it without even thinking about it right the whole purpose of drilling as much as we do and training as much as we do is so that we can do the moves without thinking about it um and i'm not saying we shouldn't think about our families or or our faith but i think the ultimate goal is to think about all that our actions and how how it changes things 
without actually having to think about it. So we can actually like invest into it. It's so crucial. Like breath yeah. becomes incredibly hard when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you're talking about overthinking in a way. I guess. Well, because you had mentioned like our families, jujitsu and stuff like that, like how we we focus on our breathing, how it's important to do that, right? We need to we need to focus on our breathing while we're doing jujitsu. We need to focus on stepping back and taking a breath sometimes when life's starting to get too crazy or when our kid won't stop crying, whatever, right? Well, yeah. But we can also overthink things. Yes. By like by sitting in something for too long, like we were like we were trying to make a point about macros, and you started explaining to me how you liked to eat your oatmeal. Like the point of this isn't to explain what we like to eat on our oatmeal. The point of this was to make a point about macros. Yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, I think it's just one, one our, our cues, <laughs> and then two, just us keeping each other on topic. But if I start getting lost, or you start getting lost while I'm talking, you gotta let me know, or I'll let you know. Like, hey, yeah, because if you ask me a question right now, I have no idea what the heck you're talking about because you're speaking it in your own language. I understand it. Um, I want to make sure that they're understanding it as well. Like this episode was supposed to be kind of like an in-depth look at our families. More your family than mine. Why? Because my family is more important than yours? No, because I talk more than you. We didn't get a whole lot of it, but I like to talk a lot. I'm trying to give you more talking time, but you keep taking us off subject. (laughs) Off topic, rather. It's still a good conversation. No, it is. It, it, and it is amazing. And we're going to keep a lot of this, but there's also going to be a lot that, that's edited out. <laughs> um, so we've talked about how you met your wife. Yeah. In past episodes, we've kind of dove in a little bit into your life and how, you, you know, and being married and stuff. So it's really easy to talk about, like, the beginning, right? And it's really easy to talk about the end, like, where you're at. Now, when you really say the end, but where you're at currently. Right, which would in a sense be the end. But what about that middle? Like is there is there ever anything is there a story that like really solidifies your marriage in a good place that you want to tell everyone that no one knows? Maybe even she doesn't know. Like yeah. maybe something that solidified it for you. So I told you that I did not want to talk about this. You don't have to. But, no, but <laughs> I'm I'm telling you that I I was telling you I didn't want to talk about this. But the more I thought about it, I was like, you know what? I think I need to talk about this because I don't even think she knows this. Okay. Um, it, now, before you get into this, do you feel like this is something that this should only be shared between you two? Or you're or you're comfortable with this going public? Like with people listen? All 20 of them. <laughs> um, I don't think it needs to be between the two of us. Okay. Um, of course, I kind of have a hard time distinguishing that sometimes. Uh, but when uh, we, when I was initially thinking about proposing and us getting married, um, there were a couple other things in play. Um, because I, you know this, and I think I think most everybody knows this. Um, Margarita's from Chile. She came out here when she was like 13 or 14. Uh, Not too long before she met me. But uh, with the situation, how things were in the world and how things were with her um, and her life, I told myself... I don't think I'm ready to get married. Okay. But I know I'm not ready to lose her. And I felt, don't know if this would have been the case, but I felt like if we didn't get married, I would lose her. Okay. Now, I, you know, I'm not saying, you know, she'd run away from me. Like, I didn't get married to her to trap her mm. by any means, you know. I didn't say marry me or else. Mm. Um, but it was, I knew <clears throat> that I wanted her in my life. Mm. And I was genuinely afraid that for whatever reason, if we didn't get married, 
at the time we did, she would have disappeared from my life in one way or another. Mm -hmm. um, and that's the kind of middle point. Because I remember I actually dropped my classes that semester because over the course of like a week, that was all I could focus on. Mm -hmm. uh, it was just that thought. And me telling myself, you know you're not ready to get married. This isn't your plan. Like, I wanted to finish school. I wanted to have a good job. I wanted to do all this stuff before we got married. Because I wanted to provide that. Mm -hmm. But at that time, like, I remember talking to my mom about this. Because I was like... I don't know if I'm ready to get married. Like, because I'm 19. Mm -hmm. um, or 18. Eight, 18, she was 19. Um, uh, I got you an older woman, huh? Like, maybe... Six, hey, older seven. is older, okay? Um, but I was like, I all I know is that I need her in my life and I want her in my life. So... I'm going to marry her, whether I'm ready for it or not. Um, and, yeah, it caused a couple bumps in the road. You know, I'm still growing. I'm not where I, I'm not where I want to be in life. Um, in fact, I would argue that if we hadn't gotten married, we might still not be married. Um, because... I'm still not where I wanted to be when I wanted to get married. Um, but I don't think... Cora would definitely not be here. Um, and I don't think we'd be in this room if I hadn't gotten married then. Because I don't think I would have had the challenges that I would have had that would have pushed me in the direction that I've gone in. And, you know set that domino effect that mm. you know I'd probably still be into into some things that would not be good for my life and I very well could still be you know living with my mother playing video games for 10-12 hours a day um, and speaking fluent Japanese because I watch so much anime <laughs> not because I tried to learn it just because I watched so much <laughs> You knew the word? I thought I knew the word. <laughs> I thought I knew how to say it. Apparently I've been saying it wrong. Um, okay. I think... How do you feel? What do you mean? Well, like, because you said, I didn't want to talk about this, but I'm going to talk about it. Like, how do you feel? I guess I feel good. I mean, I don't know why I didn't want to talk about it. Mm -hmm. I guess because I, I felt like that was like some big secret right that was that was like my big thing and i was a i was afraid to say it because i know she listens now so i was afraid yeah she has no choice i uh, know she has a choice she has no choice because you um, listen to it all the time you say you say you you brush your teeth to it you shower to it you clean the house to it all you do all day you don't even listen to music anymore you just listen to our podcast all day because you love hearing your voice <laughs> uh, no, it's good that she listens to it though, because that means that she supports you and yeah. supports what we're doing. So, but it's like I don't want to talk about this because it was like I don't want her hearing this and being what you got married to me because you. <laughs> I don't like, think she's gonna. I don't, I don't know your wife outside of where you know how I met her, but I don't think she's gonna look at it that way. I think she's gonna be happy that you told her or that you said it. Because in a way you are telling her through this, um, and then now you just got now that it's out there, you got to start, you got to address it. Yeah, you can't just put it out there and be like, "All right, let's put it back in." No, 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 no. work that way. Um, I think we've, I think, have you reached a point where you're like, "All right, like, I'm okay with." What what I've talked about so far with about like your family and stuff, like as far as you and your wife. Because yeah. I want to ask you questions about your daughter too. Yeah. I think, okay. You know. Because I don't. I don't want you to go. I'm not. I'm not some marriage counselor. You know. I don't want you to feel like I'm trying to 
get you to, I don't know, come out and talk about things that I mean, I'm you struggle with with your with your wife, but. I'm already sitting on your bed, bro. It's not too much off from like a couch, and you're already sitting in a chair across. The no, but what I mean, but what I mean though is like, I don't want you to feel uncomfortable to continue talking because you're like, man, like Aaron's trying to getting some stuff out of me. I don't want to release. I'm not doing that. Like you're 100 your choice. Like talk about what you want. But how do you feel about what you've said about you and your your wife so far? Like, do you feel like that's about it? Is there more you want to say? Do you want to go to your daughter now? I will answer whatever questions you want to ask and if apples or oranges apples oh, or only horrible the green, only the horrible. Green ones. horrible apple juice or orange juice it depends on the no brand. apple juice or orange juice it depends on the brand fresh squeezed apple juice fresh squeezed orange juice fresh squeezed orange juice okay <laughs> you ever have fresh squeezed uh, apple juice yes oh it's so good Anyway, there you go. That was your that was your question. Okay, why did you name your daughter Corlin? Please don't tell me it's after the movie. No, oh, thank I mean God. it is, but it isn't. Um, so you have a problem with Halloween, but you named your daughter after a movie? No, <laughs> named Coraline. No, um, my wife wanted to name her Adeline. Oh, uh, got it. Adeline or Adeline? Adeline. Okay, like from Age of Adeline, the movie never heard of it um and i just i don't like the way that name sounds um and it doesn't sound completed it sounds incomplete um i was thinking cora like you know uh legends of Of course yeah of course Um, so and then i was like Coraline, right because you like adeline so how about Coraline? And it was like, and then uh, after, the good old mix our two names together deal, huh? After we settled on the name, we were like, "Holy crap, that's a movie!" And it's actually a really good movie. I've never been a big Tim Burton fan. You know, my mom kissed him. I feel sorry for your mom. Uh, he actually had a crush on my mom. They were in the same band in that's, high school. That's why you're so weird, bro. Tim Burton's your dad. <laughs> Great. Now I have three. <laughs> so, so named her after a movie. Eh, kind of. Kind of. Un- in a way. Unintentionally. Okay. How old is she now? Eight? No. Five. 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 Eight. There's so many freaking kids, man. <laughs> okay. What is, what is something that you would really much enjoy about your daughter? Like that, you they, they, they you notice you're like it's it's her thing. Like she doesn't get that from me. She doesn't get that from her mom. That's her thing. Like that's all Coraline. I don't know how to answer that. Is there anything that you could think of that is even close to that? Like something that she does or says or something that she likes to do that is completely just her own thing. She's incredibly creative. Okay. Um, which I love, but she gets that from, I think, a combination of me and Margarita. Okay. Um, but I just, I love how loving that kid is. Oh, yeah. Um, well, to others, to you, she beats you. <laughs> well, yeah, she beats me, but she knows when I need genuine love. Yeah. Um, like, the other day, I came home from work. Probably, this was probably two weeks ago. Um, and I came home and she came and she came running out of the bedroom because I came home a little late and she was getting ready to go to bed. And I came home and she wrapped her arms around me um, and then started telling me about her day and we sat on the couch. And she laid down on my lap and said, Daddy, you look tired. <laughs> And I was like, sweetheart, daddy is very tired, but he loves you very much. Uh, and that just melted my heart. And that's the kind of thing she's good at. Like, she's very rough with me. Like, she just runs up to me and punches me in the stomach mm-hmm. um, for no reason. Like, that's the way she loves me. But then when she knows I need it, she gives me genuine like heart melting hugs 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, how does it feel being the dad of a daughter? Like having, how does it feel having a daughter from a from a guy from a dad's perspective or a guy's perspective? Right? Terrible. <laughs> because freaking... I have no idea what I'm doing, uh-huh. and it's hard because I want to treat her like I would treat myself if I were that age. But then she's not me. Yeah, and she's not a boy. Well, doesn't matter because she sure as heck acts like it sometimes. <laughs> well, you, well, you know what I mean, though. Like, she's not a boy, so there's certain things. Like, she's gonna grow up. You know, yeah. like you're you're gonna treat her differently than you would if she was a boy. And you know, it, it scares me more than now. Yeah. Well, yeah, because unfortunately, um, women are the main target for bad things to happen. Like when. You know, it, it's hard to, I would think it's hard to have a kid, a daughter, and think that, you know, and know that that exists. And that's why you have her in jiu-jitsu because, bro, I don't care. I don't care, man. If your daughter gets someone's arm, I know I've never taught her how to actually, like, do an arm bar, though. Like, if she gets someone's arm and I teach her, like, hey, here's how you hold it and this is how you pull it. She would break a grown man's arm. I know she would. Even at five, bro. So Like, that's insane that a five-year-old could have that kind of... I don't know if I should be admitting this to you, but you haven't taught her the armbar, but I've kind of gone over it with uh, her. No, you teach her whatever you want, man. It's your kid. I don't teach submissions to kids that young. I don't, I don't agree with it. I teach submissions to kids that young, but I only allow them to do it on the teachers yeah. or the adults. I don't let them do it on each other because that's not something you play with with kids, man. I so, don't, I don't agree doing that you know we were kind of what what the situation was uh, is we were kind of horsing around um and she just kind of wound up in the position yeah and i said now cross your legs and hold my hold my arm thumb up and go you know apply pressure like arch your back Mm -hmm. and she didn't she didn't really get it but she did an arm bar though. She got the she got the motion. Here's the thing though. Here's what I'm trying. Here's the point that I want to make with it though is like the fact that a five year old can actually break the arm of an of a grown like obviously realistically I could just lift your daughter with one arm and throw her. Yeah. But if she gets the leverage on my arm and pulls, she can actually break my arm. As small and as weak or whatever you want to like, however you look at her, she's tiny. <laughs> But you give you give her the right leverage, she will break your arm. She will choke you unconscious. Like your daughter has that ability because sometimes what prevents someone from doing something is physical attributes. Like your boobs get in the way, your belly get your belly gets in the way, your gi gets you or or you're you know <clears throat> not flexible enough, and that gets in the way. Well. <laughs> That's one thing, but when you have just like, oh, you know, like the leverage is completely being taken away from me, like it's, that's scary, man. Like I remember during COVID I got fat and it was hard for me to like bring my legs over my head and do certain movements that I used to do. Luckily I've lost all that weight. I'm able to do those things now. But when I think about what we teach the kids to do and like what they realistically could do with their bodies is insane. Like your daughter knows how to choke someone unconscious possibly kill them and break their arm but she's never been taught to do that she's just been taught how to do the moves that could do that and you know you said earlier your daughter is you know she knows when you need some love i see that in her just anyway like not with the coaches not with like other just i see her just being that kind of person anyway like hey i can play rough with you and 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 have fun with you but if you get hurt i can also be like oh my gosh are you okay i'm sorry like can I help you? I, I see her being that way. And that's not through me, te- like us teaching her anything. That's how you brought her to us. So yeah. you did a good job with her, man. Good job. It was, it was all your wife. No, it was all her. Um, <laughs> I'm, I'm a sideline coach. Yeah. Just kidding. No, I try to take an active role with her. Um, and I, I continually like, I'm trying to better myself so that I can better her. Oh man! Oh guys, listen to this song. I'm sorry, you saying that reminded me, and I'll forget if I don't say it. The name of the song is "Good Old Boy Trying to Be a Good Old Man" by Andrew or by Drew Green. Very good song. I would definitely recommend you listening to it. 
Um, just kind of how you were mentioning, you want to like you you're playing an active role in your daughter's life, right? And you're trying to be better, and you want to be the best version of yourself, so that way you can raise her up to be, you know, much better than she could being raised. Just kind of, I've seen girls grow up with dads that told them, you know like very bad things like you're this and you're that and I don't see you ever doing that to your daughter that's completely out of your character um all right so would you like to pray us out or you want me to pray us out again on this one mission accomplished that's all I'm gonna say okay <laughs> just kidding um I'll pray us out because you got last episode all right go ahead. And which we still did not pray in by the way we become incredibly bad about that we have yet to pray in for an episode since episode two Really? Yeah. Holy cow. And every time we set up, I try to remember to tell you, but because I'm the one that sets up, because obviously you can't, you're not as mobile, I forget to tell you. So it is now your job to remember for us to pray in, because I forget. Sticky note. Sticky note it. All right. Go ahead and pray us out. Dear Lord, we thank you for this opportunity we've been given today to come in and record and uh, just, Lord, we feel like we're doing great things here. And we, we thank you for that opportunity. We realize that you could take this away from us at any time for whatever reason. We're just grateful that we get to do this uh, be and be a part of something bigger than ourselves. Lord, we ask that you continue to use us. Uh, and we ask that you let the words that we speak reflect positively on those who listen. And help them with whatever they're dealing with. And we ask that you continue to do this. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.